Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Loud Ones Podcast. I am your host, Nasby, and in front of me is always my beautiful co-host, Danny Beezy. Yeah. Oh shit, she I gave y'all something different today. <laughs> so guys, today we're going to have a really fun episode. Um, We have a lot of... um. I would say dysfunctional and crazy shit to talk about today. Um, Talking about some different uh, relationship dynamics, um, some of the fuckery that we've seen going on in social media that we just need to fucking go in on today. So um, bear with us. And um, I'm going to get it started. One of the first things that came to mind, and um, I was telling Danny about this earlier that I really wanted to cover it. I think one of the things I told you about, I think I'm going to use it as my nobby, but um, so... R. Kelly's girlfriend, mm-hmm. one of them, um, Joycelyn Savage, it decided to all of a sudden come out and um, talk about how her, how about their relationship and the abuse. Now, what bothers me about this whole storyline is they did a documentary series on surviving R. Kelly. Then they did the Gail King interview. Then. I mean, I I didn't even know they were allowed to have social media until like maybe two or three months ago because Asriel, um, she also is the other girlfriend and she has a a social media and I think she has a Snapchat. Um, So now Joycelyn decided to come out now that he's behind bars. And I mean, I get being an abuse, someone, I guess, in a, what is it called? Abuse victim, I guess. They don't want to come forward and be honest about what the fuck is going on. But I just feel like for so many years, like everyone reaching out, all of this um, contact that she had access to, because oftentimes people of abuse maybe don't have access to certain contacts. Like her parents have came to, you know, they pulled her out of the apartment he was hiding them in several times. She had a lot of opportunity to come forward or even just leave, right? Mm -hmm. But the, the, the way she supported this falsehood. Now imagine if... The um, people in the the enforcement, law enforcement in Chicago didn't take this round of um, accusations and and allegations of abuse from R. Kelly so seriously, he would not have been behind bars. And her testimony would have been used to qualify him as the good guy again. So now that she's talking all this shit and then she came at my girl, Young Miami, I'm just like, I'm really, I don't, I feel bad as a woman not wanting to support her, but the fuckery, I'm just like, this is just fuckery. But she's chasing the bag, supposedly. Well, um, I feel the same way about her that I do about R. Kelly's ex-wife. Aldria. Yes. I feel the same because I feel like you sat and watched and you had numerous, um, occasions to address the situation and you did Mm -hmm. not and you waited until the best opportunity to do that Mm -hmm. i do not feel bad for people who wait for the best opportunity and the thing is that she was given plenty of more um opportunist opportunistic moments Mm -hmm. where she could have come out and really yeah you know really change the whole dynamic of whatever relationship she was in with him and she yeah. did not do that she waited until the very last minute and my thing is that you had so much support yeah there was a point in which you would have had the most support that you would have ever received yeah yeah, yeah. and um you didn't mm-hmm. you waited until i guess you figured that you know you were no longer going to be able to get the bag from him to do that mm-hmm. um I do feel remorse for her because I do feel like what she was going through 
through is realistic and real. I th- I feel like it is yes. real. But the thing is that do I feel um do I feel really sad for her? No, because again, you were given yeah. so many opportunities to come yeah. forward and talk about it and you not only said that he was not type of that 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 type he was not that type of man. Yeah. You basically pleaded with us to tell them that, yeah. he, that this is a whole lie, but you were living that was, whole truth. And she was the leader of the pack. Well, I don't even care about the leader no, of the pack. No, the reason why I say leader of the pack, I say this because in the docu-series, there was a episode where the mother of Dominique, which was the third girlfriend who he made um, dress up as, um, or I would say like a stud, because he also has attraction to men um the mother was able to have her escape from the hotel but the problem was she would say she was scared obviously because of r kelly but r kelly um entrusted joycelyn with the girls so she joycelyn when they he would let them stay in hollywood in the hotel they would go out on the street do what they want to do tmz would catch up with her so the fact that now she feels like oh he's locked away and i'm safe she they would be in another state where he isn't and be able to walk off, you know, on the street regularly. So I'm just like, if we saw in the documentary, your mom just literally went to the hotel, called the daughter down, and and took her. I'm like, Joycelyn, you could have walked away. Your parents came to you face to face. Now that he's behind bars, and I think it raises the stakes and raises the monetary value on those interviews and information she can provide. I don't know if it's necessarily well, money well, involved. Well, you didn't but see that she teamed up with a company who was paying her to tell her story? She's promoting it. Well, good luck with you in that. But the That's thing, what I'm saying. And this this if whole it was, thing is If like, it was genuine, like she was mm-hmm. trying to educate other girls on her situation, I think I'd be supportive. But now that you, she waited to get even if the thing is that even if she was just trying to ed- educate women yeah. on that situation, why wait till now? You understand? It yeah. may it may be it may be money influenced, but the thing is at the same time, it's like um, you have heard about R. Kelly for years. Mm-hmm. This is not new. None no, of this is no, new. No, no, of course and not. this speaks to your character if you decide to date I someone. Yeah. Hold on, let me finish. Um if you decide to date someone after you hear that he molests women, your interest in him is still to date him. If you hear this, if you hear that he pissed on a 14 year old, if you hear these he fucked the 14 year old. No, I'm, I'm just saying, I don't know how many times he fucked the girl, but I know, uh, you know, there was a whole prodigy about it. Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, I wanna piss on you, piss on you. Like, okay, it was a joke then, but if you even hear that, why would you want to be with a man like mm-hmm. that? And that right there is where the line begins for me. And and also for um in regards to Andrea, his ex wife, I feel for her, mm-hmm. but I feel like this was also an opportunic uh opportunistic moment mm-hmm. for her because, you know, she was sitting in the car after this whole interview singing um r kelly living her but like how much hurt could someone give you that you can still sing yeah. their songs and feel joy well, you understand that's weird to me I, that's some weirdo shit i think all of them are weird because you can honest when when um i watched the docuseries a while back it was disturbing when they said they had to fucking piss and piss in the bucket in the corner 
I and my <laughs> mind you, I'm just like, okay, he doesn't have you tied up during the day. A lot of the girls end up escaping, or one girl's like, I can't do this anymore. I'm gonna leave. They he forced them to fuck these little 14 year old girls and all this other crazy stuff. And I'm just like, okay, there's girls who quote unquote escaped or really just walked out or just said, Robert, I can't do this. I'm trying to understand at what point did the money matter because he took care of them. He he took care of them, and a lot of uh, some of them said not only was it uh, f- a physical control, it was financial control at a sa- at the same time because they're being introduced to a lifestyle or at least being compensated for the roles that they play in that house. And then now, you know what I mean. I think transitioning back into where they were, they already are fucked up mentally. I mean, it, the money probably was worth it, but there's no fucking way you could get me to piss in a bucket. Eat when the fuck you want to, when you want to feed me and punish me like that. And then, well, that is just all, all of that is weird. I just don't know at what point. And apparently he was a good guy for like uh, when he, he first chooses met them. them. And then, he chooses them very wisely. Yeah. You understand? He chooses weak minded. And women. those parents. And, that, and that's the is, thing. That's the thing. What it, like yeah. he knows how to prey on those type of women. Yeah. You see, there men like him have a third instinct on yeah. women that they can do that to. Yeah. They'll try, they'll test out little things and if they that little thing works, then they know they can do more. I also and do feel more and do more and do more. Like and a lot of these girls are groupies though. And a lot of them fanned out. Of course. Him. Of course all what, of them actually that's what it every is. one it's, of their stories, when you hear individually their stories like, oh I went to his concert that's and what he it called is. me on stage and you know and he asked me for his number. He sent somebody that's why that's, all of this is crazy. So that's why you should men and women, you should be teaching your daughters yeah. that you are that you are the prize possession. Yeah. You should teach your daughters that because when you don't they value things that are not but valuable. Not for nothing. And I'm not trying to be funny, but like, if if your daughter's a, got an inner thought in her, she's got an inner thought in her. It don't need to she, If she matter. got an inner thought, because let me you tell you the something. Savages, there is a difference between an inner thought and a bitch that has does not value no, herself. what I'm saying is, and I'm pre- I don't know if you come across, the, across this, I've seen girls who I know their family, the family is, you know, they have a lot of, uh, morals, a lot of different values and things like that. They raise them right. They give them all the opportunities in the world and all the support. But for some fucking reason, they still become these women who might end up on drugs. They end up in a sex ring. Right. They end up with crazy shit. And it's that like, comes from home. And the you thing think is that, so? Yes. You think that no matter, but you don't, I think that at the end, I think that if let me tell you something, the thing is that you can be a hoe. I know plenty of hoes. You can be a hoe, yeah. and then you can be a hoe, and then you can be a female that values yourself and be a hoe. You see, like if you know your value, you see some women just like to fuck. Some women like to just have sex, and then yeah. there are some women who have low self esteem. Low self esteem is something completely different. You understand mm-hmm. when you have a parent. Or you have parents that continuously pour into you and tell you that you're beautiful Mm -hmm. and that you're this and you're that and you're this and you're that and you're this and you're that. Mm -hmm. It eventually rubs off on you because you're like, you know, but then you you also, this also can be, it also can come from, you know, you being a follower. If you have a follower's mentality, that's something that that also plays into it. Okay. 
I'm accounting you on that because I feel I agree with you can do I feel like you have to trust that whatever you, input or like you say pouring you did into your child that that child will take that knowledge and information and use it to be the best person that they can be right mm-hmm. um however i think with mo- there's so many influences and everyone has their um vices right mhm it doesn't matter if it re- related or you got it from outside your home or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think that there's people who are raised really well in really nice neighborhoods. They meet a bad guy, you know, living the fast life, and it's amusing. It's different. And that's the thing. We are humans where we find things that we like and makes us feel good, even though we all have one of those um I would say we all do, um, we have natural instincts where there's something that feels good. We know it might not feel right, but it feels good. Like, it makes us happy in the moment. It's the same way, like, when you eat a piece of cake and you know you, you shouldn't be eating it because you're going to gain weight from it, but it fucking feels mm-hmm. good. At, you're going you're gonna to regret it later. I think that it doesn't matter how you're raised. Because if you look at it, there's a lot of criminals come from, look, a right, perfect example. And I don't want to go off crazy off topic, but Casanova. His mother's a fucking psychiatrist. He was raised in money. This nigga still robbed people. He robbed people because he said, you know what? I just thought it was fun. He said, I had mad money. My mother's a psychiatrist. There was no reason for me to do any of these things. No fucking reason. I was not raised in the hood. I'm from Brooklyn, but a nice part. I have money. My mother's a stand-up woman, Christian mm-hmm. lady, gave me all the everything. Everything. Why, though? Because he, he, who was he? He just, it he was, was fascinating. Just, he was being again. A follower, like it's those people. But who have... he was the one doing it by himself. He didn't meet anyone who taught him how to rob. He did it, and he thought where... it was fun. But where would he learn that from? But that's the thing. We like, all watch thing. Like we all watch movies. We all watch movies. We all we always hear about these crazy stories, and not mm-hmm. even think about the people who shoot up the school. When when you see shit like that, they be like, "Oh my god, they were a good kid." They did da 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 da. Whatever the case mm-hmm. is. And then next, you know, there's people who you never know who people admire. You never know who people who 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 they look up to, it, even if it's a facade or not. They don't know that. Mm-hmm. But think about it. Playing video games. You could be raised really good playing video games, the video games, um, fucking Grand Theft Auto or whatever. You just think shit like that excites you at home because you're playing a video game. There's really people who are not that smart who say, yo, I got to do this shit in real life. It's a adrenaline rush. Rush. Everyone likes an adrenaline yeah, rush. Yeah, of course. Of course you have to let your children and things go go through the processes of what they're doing yeah. at the same time. But at this, this is, this is how I, this is, this is something that I've noticed. Yeah. You understand? If you really watch people, you mm-hmm. learn them. You learn exactly what they're doing. That you, if this is just like how you're, bo- you have a man, right? You have yeah. your man, and if he does the slightest thing wrong, mm-hmm. you'll notice it. Why yeah. aren't people watching their children like that? That's an issue for me. Because you know what, parents, like I'm a mom, and my son might, my son does this thing when he's trying to fall asleep. He fights his sleep, but he might also low-key fight me my son is only seven months so guys when i say fight me it doesn't hit me his little hands and he'll do that and i'm thinking like i know he's trying to fall asleep and babies fight in their sleep right Mm -hmm. now i don't do i think that he's gonna grow up to be somebody who likes hitting people or things like that i say that because that's like if you were to make a mistake or do something that was out of character and your Mm -hmm. mom your mom 
would fall back on the 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 thought that I raised Dan I ran I raised Danny right. I taught her the right things. This doesn't make her. People make mistakes. Of course. Parents are like the number one people who are very forgiving. That's why when you see, like I said, kids shooting up schools, when you hear their parents, they describe their kids and, or they, they notice something, but they didn't, they, they're not going to but, um, attribute that to potential But that's what crazy I'm, I'm not, shit. I'm not saying like you contribute it to the, the potential craziness, yeah. but I'm saying you should never forget that. Keep it in mind. Keep it no, in mind. Because let me, let me, this is something I notice about many people. Yeah. Many people. If somebody does something once, keep it in mind because it's possible yes. that it can come up again. Don't ever forget it. And the thing is that you don't have yes. to address it at that moment, but find a way to figure out, like, okay, where, where might this be coming from? But that's what I'm saying. Think about it. All right. Because people show you what's going to happen. For, they, um, you just, you just kind of, okay, it's, gonna, it's never going to, you just put it by the wayside and you let it go. So, Asriel Clary is the second girlfriend. When they, she has a beautiful voice. Um, always loved entertainment. She did YouTube for a long time. And then what happened was, her parents introduced her to R. Kelly because I think they have like a friend or something of R. Kelly and said that oh he likes to mentor you know younger girls and 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 help them right. So what happened was what what wait she oh. was I know but listen they said because he was acquitted they never thought that he. Because he's acquitted, he didn't do it. And so that's what they said. And um, they said, you know, basically, R. Kelly's a goat. So why wouldn't I trust, you know, his training and trust him with my... I, that's that's poor parenting trust. I don't give a fuck who you are. You can be Beyonce. If I ever heard not, you touch a bitch, you touch little kids, you do all... Why would I even... But look, there's people <gasps> who... Look, I'm, I'm, you, you could say that. But look, um, Michael Jackson was acquitted. But you see what happens? You know I me mean? young... Chris Brown um, uh, uh, was mentored uh, by Michael Jackson from a young age. Do you think that his his mom or his management at the time, what's her name, Tina, was like, oh, poor. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, if- you have to understand. Think about it. it it's cra- now, wait, hold on. Think about it. Look at Jay-Z. Nobody talks about this. Jay-Z did an interview. He said when he first laid eyes on Beyonce, she was 15. And he knew that that's something he wanted. Do you know how old that nigga was? Almost 30. 30. And we call him yeah. a goat. And nobody talks about that right. that predatory statement he said. Yes. But then look but what you happened. See? You see? There's a difference. You know why? there's a? It's a predatory statement, but there's a difference. You can think something and then you can do it. So uh, if you know something is wrong and you act on that shit, that is different. Let me tell you, this pre- plenty yo. of time. Let me tell you, let me tell you about people. People who could see somebody who's 15 and be like, yo, she looks so good, and then find out their age, and you're like, mm, yeah, I'ma fall he, back from that. But that's not the statement. It's different if he said, When I first met Beyonce, I thought she was amazing, and I found out she was 15. He said he first laid eyes on her when she was 15 because she was already Beyonce at 15. That's different. It was well-known fact. He has no problem stating that. He has no problem stating that. I have to but hear what, that. I, I don't. I don't. I didn't even. I never even heard that statement before. People, because it became it. It went viral like three years ago. No, no, a few years ago. And what happened was, um, Jay Z is a very powerful man. I'll, look, I can just type this in and I'll read the statement myself. But um, my thing with that is, you said um, that. You can notice something in somebody and just and just know, okay, I recognize that. This is what I'm saying. I don't 
think that that is that thought is not realized until it's act upon or until you have um sufficient evidence and i think that's as a as a mother i think as a, a, a just a person people are like that you know what i mean because we think that when you do something one time or to our knowledge one time or you do it in the very slightest way that it's a, just a mistake and you're human we always you know what I mean? Again, I I can't. I'm not a I'm not a parent, so I cannot talk about that. But the mm-hmm. thing I can talk about my dog, for instance, I can only talk about my mm-hmm. dog. And, and if I see my dog do something one time, I never let it slide, because things the one t- dogs they say dogs are like children. Mm-hmm. You let it slide, it's gonna happen again. And the thing is that I'm not saying you have to recognize it at that moment, but what you could do is try to figure out, like you know, look into it. Mm-hmm. realize it it may be something small but every single time i've mm-hmm. never seen an instant where we see something that is that could be a problem and we never we don't recognize it and it doesn't become a problem mm-hmm. a lot of the times if you see your child is being a bully in school most of the time they're being a fucking bully this i, I have not seen and sta- like when people sh- this is for everybody when somebody shows you who they are mm-hmm. they're showing you something they are showing you something mm-hmm. So, I mean, all in all, like everything, everything your child does may not be um, exactly who they become, Mm -hmm. but it becomes a part of what they may do in, in, in reality. Yeah. In, in real life. Like, like don't just leave things be. If you see a child acting up at school, look at it, review it, review what they may be acting up about. You understand? If you see your child doing stuff, like if you see your child seeking attention from men, don't just don't embarrass them. Yeah. Pour into them. Show them like, you know what? I see that you can tell when your child is being promiscuous. For instance, I went right. Mm-hmm. I had lost my virginity and I didn't tell my mom yet. My mom worked. Um, Wait, you announced it like you told her. Th- I'm going to tell you why I told her we were I went to her job. And I wanted to go to the GYN or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and I hadn't told her yet that I had lost my virginity. But I've always gone to the doctor. I've always gone to the doctor's office. My mom has worked at uh-huh. for everything. Um, so I said, okay, I'm going to go to the GYN. Before I walked into the appointment, I uh-huh. told my mother, I said, mommy, I've lost my virginity. And I just want to let you know because I don't want you to look into my chart. And she told me, she said, I've been new. Wait. Okay. She said, I've been new. She said, since I've been new, I could tell from da 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 da. She said, because there's a change. Uh-huh. You can, you notice when your child is changing. If you don't address that, that shit, be, and you know when your child is hurt, you know when your child, as a parent, from my recollection from my mom, yes. if you're paying attention to your children, you know when something's up with your child. You know. If I call my mom and I'm talking regular, and I act like nothing's going on. She still knows that something's going on. But you know what? I can't say that for every parent. Yeah. I can only talk about... I think about it for- also depends on who you are, to be honest with you. Like, I did a lot of things young. But my mom trusted me because she would say, I raised you right. And um, you're smart. So there was a lot of mistakes that I made. My mom probably would never know it unless I talk about it on here and she hears it. But there was a lot of things that I may have came home and she probably wouldn't have noticed. I just had like a really fucked up day with some crazy shit happening. Like 
I think it depends. I think you're, and, and again, I'm probably thinking about it from outside my experience and thinking about other people and just thinking about being a mom, period. I think, and, and my son is not old enough for him to go to school and come home and, and I can notice that maybe he's getting bullied or having a bad mm-hmm. day. But I think maybe you're speaking from your personal experience with your mother and knowing that what kind of person you are and you feeling that your mother poured a lot into you so you didn't you weren't going to become this no person. this is not only um because i've seen my it. mother pouring into me this is like do you have I've, my friend like i'll watch my friends how my friends have turned out how my friends are how my friends are with me how okay. my friends are with i watch people relationships because i'm i'm very like attentive so, to things that like that like people I, I, okay i'm one of five mm-hmm. right i have four other siblings mm-hmm and it's the first time I'm saying this on air. I have a sister who I'm estranged from, which um, she's estranged from the family. Um, however, um, each one of my siblings have taken on different life paths in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I remember in high school, um, my brother and I are a few years apart. And um, my brother was... <laughs> One of those bad fucking kids you just wanted to be and never was, a be- he had behavioral problems in school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember one parent-teacher conference, I decided, because we would split off at parent-teacher conference. Mm-hmm. So I actually came back to the classroom early and I was an honor student. My brother is completely on the other side of the fucking spectrum, mm-hmm. not spectrum related to autism or anything like that. I'm just saying behavioral wise. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I have, this is my, I remember this encounter. Someone, my, his teacher said to me, um, cause my mom introduced me. This is like, she's like, oh, this is my daughter. And she's like, yeah, I, I know of, of, of her. You know, she's an honor student. And she was like, this is your, um, your, your brother. And I was like, yeah. And I, my mom had to go to the restroom and she said to me, she says, do you guys have the same parents? The same mother and father? And I said, yeah, why? She's like, you would have never known. She says, because the person who you are and the person who he is, you would think that you were raised in this separate fucking home. And I'm like, and then when my mom came back in the room, she she tightened up. And I told my mom that in the car. And she's like, really? And I was like, I'm so serious. We have the same parents. We're raised in the same home and everything like that. Each one of my siblings, people... And, and from the way we look, as far as carrying ourselves, the way mm-hmm. we talk, um, the way we react to people and respond in situations, mm-hmm. I don't think it has, I, I think a portion of it, I agree with you on how we were raised. However, I will say, we d- we went to schools in different communities, which influenced how we are, because mm-hmm. we all did. We Every one of us went to different schools. We went to schools outside of our community. We all had different type of friends. I have one sister who went to Vassar. She went to NYU. She went to Stony Brook as well. And she is more along the lines of someone who would say, why do you sound Caucasian? Right? I have another sister who went to BMCC and she went to Hillcrest and she went, you know, she she has a different following of friends. Mm-hmm. I think, and I have another sister who went to school in Alabama. And I think all of those environmental influence is playing a part. So I'm not going to just put it on the parent again. I'm, and that's the, I'm not just putting it on the parent, but that's, we all send that's our kids a, outside. That, that's the flaw in which I'm saying. That's what I don't, that's what okay. I'm saying. 
parents as a thing, they'll do a uniform parental skill. And that's not how, because every child is different. You cannot yeah. treat your middle child like how you treat your, your last child. Yes. You cannot treat your first child. And that is the issue. If you see something is going on with your child, cater to that child's need don't cater to how you feel that child needs to be catered to that is what i'm saying i feel like as a as parents and Mm -hmm. that's something that i want to implement when i become a mother Mm -hmm. is that if i have one child i'm not going to treat one i'm going to do uniform things as in like okay if you do something bad i'm going to do you you have to be handled in this way but if i see that one child takes something in some if one child takes response to something one way and another one takes a response another mm-hmm. way i'm going to work with how this child needs something and how this child needs something i'm not going to uniformly do the something let together. me let me know how that works because that's how my mom was she treated us differently based on like you said needs and things like that and i think the way we were raised in that sense mm-hmm. is the reason why you you would think that we all have different parents it's i i i think that Parenting needs to be uniform. And I, I could understand maybe in some degrees when I'm commute in cu- communication, maybe because everyone's communication style is different. Mm-hmm. But I just think raising children. That's you know, what formally, I'm saying. Like communicate. I'm not so- saying like, um, like, no, but you were just saying I'm if like, you see them responding in some way or you want that, to as punish them com- one, one way and someone else differently because of how they respond. As is like communication wise. Like if okay. I see if my, my mom will talk to me differently than how she would talk to my siblings. She'll talk to one this way and this way, this way yeah. to try to cater to how they feel. They may not respond well. Yeah. Cause there's ways that my mom will say stuff to me so, that I'm not offended, but my other siblings will be offended. Okay, I'm, but I, I I can I, only I can only go off of my experience. Yes, and I can only go off like experiences I've heard with my friends and what they tell me and how yeah. their parents have treated them and like I can only go off of that. Um, again. I'm speaking from a, a place of how I'm thinking. I cannot speak on like no, how and that's people, fine, other guys. people think. We're going to not, we don't have to agree on everything. Of course, of course. Because we're all raised differently. We have different perspectives and we also have different experiences. However, um, I know, Danny, there was something that you wanted to talk about um, as far as dynamics, family, well, relationship dynamics. You mentioned. Yeah. Um, So there was something that came uh, across my, I guess, my table that um I, I came across your table my table like on fucking mail or my bench i should say <laughs> that um okay. and it was someone who was telling me about a scenario where she has a sibling um who was dating this guy during the time that she was dating this guy um her sibling was dating the guy he became her son's um godfather uh-huh. the issue is now that her sibling is now broken up from um, the godfather, the godfather. And the sibling wants her sister or her, this, her sister wants her to do, um, to basically remove the child out of the life. Yes. Remove the, him out of the child's life. The child's life. Um, and she's like, that doesn't make sense. Like he, and here's the kicker. The godfather serves kind of like a father to the child because the the father is not in the child's life. Mm-hmm. Um and basically she feels like, you know, he's he's such a good influence in my child's life. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to remove him? 
and there's been accusations of you know her sleeping with the godfather and stuff and um are you serious yeah and she she's very offended by it because she's like all i want to do is just have a safe space for my child like it's not that i want this man to be if if my child wasn't involved yeah gladly i would remove him from my life what's the the year the years of difference um in age from the the i believe it's like two to three years maybe and the older sister was the one dating him? No, the older sister is the one who has the who's the god who made the guy the godfather. Okay, that makes sense then. Yeah. Only because um I think that and and I think that when you are the younger sister cuz I am the younger sister of 3. Depending on your maturity level or understanding and again your dynamic, I think that um you see the the older sister's perspective is like he plays a role in my son's life. And when you have children, does the younger sister have children? No. And that's why she doesn't have that perspective. She doesn't understand. And that's why um, I was, when, I you, was conf- when you become a parent, you don't want to um, have people in and out your child's life. You want children need consistency. Right. So when you remove someone when you that's why i think that like for instance if parents are separated don't bring every girlfriend or boyfriend into the child's life or whoever if it's going to be a random friend or anything like that because especially if they're going to be around consistently and then Mm -hmm. that frequency is really dependent on your bond if Mm -hmm. it's not a permanent bond like a marriage or anything like that Mm -hmm. right so i think that in that case she should allow him to still be a godfather. What she has to understand, and this is the fucked up thing. At the time, her sister made him the godfather. They were they on terms. But she should have had a discussion with him as far as, listen, no matter I have, what that dynamic is going to look like if they don't work out. because And she needs to have that conversation with the sister to make sure the sister is okay. Because I think a lot of times we act as if we're mature enough thinking hypothetically if a situation was to play out. We hypothetically assume what our actions will be until we get to that point. Mm-hmm. It's like you ever hear someone talk about, well, they come to you with a, a situation like hypothetically, Danny, da 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 what if this and what if that? What if this and what if that? And you'd be like, you know, I would react this way. You don't know until you're there. You know what I mean? You really don't know if you're there. It almost reminds me of like when someone's dating, like you put your, like someone's dating one of your guy friends or something mm-hmm. and then they break up and she, they expect you not to be friends with him anymore or, you know what I mean? And it's just like, you need to understand when you get people so entangled in different type of relationships right. with other people, you have to be responsible and yeah. understand that you need to be mature for situations like that. And, you know, that's something that's that I've crazy. recently come to terms with because, yeah. um, you know, I've had a situation like that, you know, mm-hmm. somebody I used to deal with mm-hmm. is friends with all of my friends. And I'm just like, I don't want to be around. Exactly. But I'm just like, you know what? Well, you have to be mature enough to be in the same space and not give that kind of energy to the person. You can act like they're a complete stranger in the room. And um, I've come to terms with that. And uh, it's good for me. Do you me. think that's mature though, to act like they're strangers in the room? Yes, because there's no, the thing is that once I remove, the thing is I that, know everyone's dead. Your exes are dead. Exactly. And they're removed from my life for a reason because yes. you 
took us a part of my positivity away from me with your negativity. And I do not like to be around people who are toxic for me because mm. I protect my energy. That's uh, that's all I think about okay. is protect your energy. Okay. And that's why that's why I, all of my exes are dead. It's not because I care about them. It's because yeah. I need to protect my energy. Do you think you could work a room with your exes? Huh? Work a room. When I say work a room, like you're at an event, is a bunch of your exes. You think you could work a room and feel comfortable, even even if you're in conversation? Yeah, because I'm just gonna not. I'm the thing is that when I don't see you, I literally don't see you. Like I am not paying uh, attention to you. See, I don't know. I think for me, um, I am a person where I I don't want anyone to ever have over me the fact that they can make me uncomfortable in any way. But that's the thing. You're not making me uncomfortable because you're not there to but me. But by, I understand that. No, for you, right? Mm-hmm. But the flip side of that, the perspective that he may gain is that I make you uncomfortable to the point where you want to act like I'm not here. You understand what I mean? I mean, people do that shit all the time. <laughs> I know for you, you don't give a fuck. But I'm just saying, people people are big headed. So they think, oh, I make you uncomfortable, whatever. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I'm just like, mm, I don't really give a shit because my thing is, I can I can say hello to people who've done all kinds of shit to me and sometimes you know that does that may hurt me in the end but for me I'm just like I don't know well it has to be extremely bad for me never to acknowledge you but for me I don't really give a shit because I if I, my thing is if you really don't bother me I really don't give a shit so you say hello to me cuz have a conversation I don't really give a shit I walk away like this conversation never happened I walk away like I've never fucking seen you if I'm happen to be in a situation like you said with all my exes or anything like that I mean I've been in situations like that on the other end where I had people who dated my friends or family members and then when they're not together anymore, the expectation is for you not to deal with them. But then, of course, what fucks it up is just I'm also a person where I feel like you need to just get over it because you knew what you were getting yourself into. Like, get over it. That's it's the thing. Fair. It's like I feel like um, I, I I understand what you're saying in that aspect yeah. because when that – I'm like that across the board. Um, if I was not friends with you prior to, there's no reason for me to communicate with you. Mm-hmm. The thing is that um, are you uncomfortable around strangers? Weird strangers, like like no, weird. that's what I'm saying. If so, they're fucking weird, if but they're no, no, if, really. if, no, normal strangers, you don't even notice that they're there, right? I talk to, honestly, it depends on what setting. I'm saying, like, if you don't know somebody and they're sitting across the room mm-hmm. and you never saw them before, their presence doesn't even bother you. But that's what I'm saying. That's different. But if you're in an enclosed room and it's a setting where, like you said, your friends are there and you're invited and then he walks in, that's that's completely different than you being at a restaurant and you look over and you see someone with a red head or whatever and you're like, I don't know her. Does she make you uncomfortable? No, it's different. When you're in, like, a room and it's say it's game night and they invite your ex, that not saying it would make you uncomfortable but the because... only way it makes me uncomfortable yeah. is if you consistently keep trying to talk to me that's why i don't a lot of the times that's why i don't like to be in rooms with yeah. my exes it's because i don't want you to talk to me you see that's when i become annoyed it's because you know you i'm not talking to you that he he but that person would know that he knows you so why would he have to pretend like he doesn't because the thing is that keep the same energy. This is how I feel. Okay. Keep the same energy. If you know we're not, that's like a, somebody you have beef with. Mm-hmm. Bitch, we knew we never friends. We're not going to be kikiing and acting. So you I have beef like, with all your exes? 
it's not necessarily beef. I just don't feel like when you're in my life and you see, we weren't together to be play play and become friends again. You said we we started as friends. We did, we ended up for yeah. a reason. Okay. You understand? We ended for a reason mm-hmm. and we're not seeing eye to eye. Mm-hmm. You see, if we're ending on mutual agreement, that's one thing. I have, in most of my relationships, have not ended a in a mutual agreement. It's either ending on some, you're on some fuck shit. Mm-hmm. And I can't do it with this anymore. Yeah. Or you, you're fucked up, a fucked up individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not saying that every relationship with I had was completely terrible, but I'm just saying like there's a reason why we ended because I'm not a person that dates people to, uh, to just for a period of time. If we end, it's because you're not good for me. Okay. Um. So for me, if I see like the thing is that if we ended, we most likely ended on bad terms. Yeah. And I don't want to talk to you because mm-hmm. the bad term was not good for my life. Mm-hmm. It's not good for okay. my energy. So that's why I personally just don't like to be. And the thing is, that's another thing. I don't really like to be around. I date ran like guys from all over the place because I'm um, not all over the place, but from different aspects of places so they won't collide i don't like that like i don't like i don't like to be in a setting where i have to see you again if i don't like someone i don't want to be around you you just look like someone who uh you get spicy with your exes like don't fucking talk to me (laughs) i tell them that that ass (laughs) don't ever call me again and i mean it when i say that and if you Uh, call me again uh, most of the time i'm going to tell you why the fuck are you calling my phone i feel like i want to be like a fly on the wall just to witness that because to be honest, I'd be like, "Oh shit!" Not it's funny when I'm good, I'm good. When I'm terrible, I'm horrible. My I have I have one sister who is just like that, and sometimes I'm like, "Yo, you have to be in a while because I've been around when." I've, What's the point of keeping you around? But I'd be like, be together. "No, I've seen her do something." I'm like, "Yo, that was foul." I'm like, why you being a bitch? She's like, "I don't fucking like I don't fuck with this nigga." I'm like, "Yo, no, fuck with you." No, you know what? I think because for me to turn that on real quick, like get that spicy, like real, real fucking quick. I don't know. Maybe I, I can't go to zero to you know hundred that fast. I don't like. That. I just like. Um, it's, you cool know what you. it is? It's fake, and yeah. that shit is passive aggressive, and I hate passive aggressive okay, people. Okay. If you know I don't like you, and you're coming over here just to fuck with me, like you may be over it. I'm over it too. But guess what? I still feel the same way about you. It doesn't change. <laughs> Just because three years came down the line, I, I may not, I may oh not God. have any hostility towards you. But why would you come and speak Guys, to me? You know, and I don't like you. I would never want to be on Danny's bad side. Is she, it, the thing is that I can like coexist. She doesn't know me. <laughs> I can, I can coexist with people. Yeah, you understand. If it comes to doing business, we're not gonna have no hostility. We have to do business together. I'm okay. gonna do business with you, but it's only gonna be business. Yeah, we don't have to. We don't have to be kikiing and cuckooing together. We don't have to be doing any of that. We can just keep it business. We can be cordial, but oh, it's when man. people try to cross that threshold. Mm, it's a, that's a, such a Leo thing. Is David like that? David is like that, but I'm, I'm letting you know right now, David will still play up and be friendly with people who he can benefit from. And not saying it like that, but because... He, that's exactly what I mean when I say because, business. Yeah, because he could benefit business wise as far as like because he does music so if there's somebody that was an associate at a time or something like that but they might be good business partners music wise then he would fall back on the friendship and he would still pursue exactly the business if it's still an opportunity there so but for me i'm a person where um i can't do that either way 
I really can't. Unless unless that I see that the business opportunity is very valuable. Other than that, I don't get fucked. Yeah. The thing, if it's, if I have to do business with you, I will. And but if I don't have to, the... I, I'm not going yeah, yeah, yeah. to block my blessing over something personal. I'm not yeah. going to... My personal feelings are not going to come into my business life. Of course. So that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, if we have to do business together, yeah. we will do it. If I have to be around you, I will suck it up and be around you. But what I will not do is play like we never had hostility like this never was something that i didn't like like there are people that i have to be around that i do not like or i do not not even do not like because i do not like any it's not that i don't like people she said people i just don't feel like i want to be around Mm. but if there are people that i may not want to be around that i will chuck it up and say you know what this let's be mature and get what we have to get done and move on but what i'm not going to do is be is be doing like you're, the, sp- you're too spicy for me it's not even about being spicy it's about no, being true uh, to yourself no, like I, honestly i'm not i'm not stick saying to your that i'm not saying that in a bad no, no, way no, 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 i'm not offended what i'm saying when you're too spicy for me is because i wish sometimes i could be like that but for me i just think that um my friends taught me I that, used though. to be but you know what I used to I used to be a little more I don't want to say funky with my attitude but I could be but I'm just a person um that takes a lot of my spirit and I just learned and not saying that in a negative way I just think for me personally and mentally where I've grown to be in life cuz I used to be like that bitch but I'm at a point now where I'm just like mm, I just try to cuz I, I once I get in that place I'm a complete bitch for a very long time like, mm-hmm. it could be a day or two where I'm a bitch and everybody around me has to receive that. And I don't want to be like that. So I'm that's, a person where I'm difference. just like, where I, I, that's why I'm saying I, it takes a lot for me to get to zero to 100. Because once I'm there, do not fucking be in my way. I don't give a fuck who you are. Like, I don't, I'm just going to be that person. And I don't like getting to that way because it's unfair to people. So that's why and I just that, brush it off. And that, and that's something that I, that's where we dif- differ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that I'm able to separate that. Yeah. Like, if, one person did something to me, I'm directing it towards that one person. You know what? It takes a while for, once I'm up here, it takes a while for me to come back down. See, I can't, I don't, the fluctuation in me just, it doesn't allow me, I'm not, I can't fluctuate that way. Like once I get there, I can't. Um, It's hard. It is very hard though. It is. It is hard to separate that and it took me a while to be able to like, you know, um, it took people doing it to me for me to realize, like, you know, yeah. you cannot give the energy that somebody else gave you. I could you. do that yeah. at work, though. I ain't going to hold you. At work, because a lot of people at work frustrate the fuck out of me. But I try to remain positive because I've been told my face is offensive. Guys, does my face look offensive? I don't think it looks offensive, but apparently because I resting bitch face a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Danny's, a fa- <laughs> Danny's, Danny's face can be offensive, but it's okay. I mean, Cause I you- think I have a friendly face because people Danny. always come and talk to me. You have a bitch. <laughs> that doesn't even sound believable. See, I look friendly. <laughs> it's the hair. That's why. That's why. But Danny, when, I've seen you when you're on your way to somewhere, and you're walking and you're pacing. I nigga, you do not look friendly. You like you look like get the fuck out my way. That's what you look like. I'm just thinking, guys. I'm just thinking. Don't let the glasses fool you, son. She is. I'm an extremely nice person. I'm an extremely nice person. Nice people don't have to say that, guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Danny I mean, is I nice. But Danny is nice. But <laughs> anyway. If you t- if someone tells you that I'm mean, 
Ask them what they did to me first. That's what I'm saying. I, mm, okay. But um, you want to get into your now really week? Um, so I have too many nobbies for the week, so I'm just gonna stick with one. My nobby for the week is, you know, um, when <laughs> bitch don't tiptoe. No, no, no. Okay, so my nobby for the week is, you know what you said like you know be supportive mm-hmm. and uh when people support you and you have a support system mm-hmm. don't tell them that they're not supportive mm-hmm. because um i have I, I i find it extremely like um ungrateful mm-hmm. when people say like i was just talking to my friends about this i hate people that say oh i don't have anyone oh and especially to people who are there for you, yes. it's very offensive to them because when I know people that have no one, yeah, no one. So don't say that. So don't say that because it's ex- ex- it's extremely ungrateful. And if you believe in God, it's a slap in the face to him because at the same time, you may not have anyone, but you yeah. got him. Yeah. So it's extremely ungrateful for you to say, I don't have anyone yeah. when you at least have one person. Yeah. One person, because you know, people who don't have anyone, True. most homeless people don't have anyone. They yeah. don't even have someone on the street to talk to. Yeah, I saw a bunch so, of homeless people yesterday. I was yeah, that's work. my nobby for the week. Okay, so my nobby for the week, guys. So I can feel like I can go a lot of places with this. So, um, my nobby of the week is this. Um. I'm a person where I cannot be PC. I can. I try. I really do try. But I'm not really good at it. Um, Sorry, yeah. I'm not really good at being PC. And so at work sometimes, that may get me in trouble, as you can assume. <laughs> I joke around. I'm I'm the biggest asshole. When you really get to know me, I like to joke. I I probably go too far sometimes, but again, I like to joke. And don't joke with me because I will joke back. Um, I had a situation a few weeks ago where somebody in a more senior position at work, I came to them to talk to them about something that I was responsible for passing on. And um, this person reacted to me in a very disrespectful way because how whatever fucking emotions they continuously have um and i didn't appreciate that this person turned their back to me literally physically as a way to dismiss me yeah and um when you are in a in a senior position a very senior position because i can't say it because then it'll give the cake away but a very senior position and i may report to you in some capacity that is extremely disrespectful. And so what I did was, <laughs> and then I overheard them misrepresenting the story of which happened. So I walked over and some people would not have done that. They would have let the person cook because they, they didn't want, some people would think of that being as, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, fuck, I forgot the word. It starts with a C. Um, but, uh, I'm I'm somebody I don't try to be combative in any in any way, mm-hmm. but I I did come over and just to stand there to hear this what, what was being told, and because I don't want to give too much details, but basically, and this is fucked up. I'm sorry, guys, for not giving details, but the Lord, I have to protect myself in some way. But this person, 
I walked over. I said, you owe me an apology in front of everybody at work. And because they're very senior at at work, this person said to me, what? And my manager looked at me and was like, Nas, okay, you're doing too much. And I said, no, I'm not. I feel like I'm grown, you grown, we all grown. You're married, I'm married, I got kids. It don't matter if I was or was not. I feel like when you are disrespectful in any capacity, I don't give a fuck if you're the CEO of a company. Apologies are warranted. I have all right to seek that apology. Because my thing is this, and I I want people to learn this, and I understand that whatever job, and I know that's how you make your bread and your butter, but for me personally, I, I, I take respect to a whole nother level, especially at work. And that's why I always get this. Every, 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 every company, every firm that I've been at, every, everybody has always told me, yo, Nas, you're very outspoken. And, 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 you know, sometimes they say that, and I, I don't know if they say it in a positive or negative, but I don't give a fuck. I felt like it was warranted. You, you can't turn your back to me. If I report to you, I'm, I'm talking to you about something in a way to dis, to, dis, to dismiss me. Now, if I was to be a bitch and take this up to another level of reporting it anyway, it'd be a whole fucking problem. But anyways, I eventually did get my apology, guys. Um, I was met. Uh, I was approached in the cafeteria and I was apologized. But I just want people to understand. Don't forget that you're still human. I don't give a fuck what hat you wear outside of, you know, your personal endeavors. But I just feel like when you're at work, always be respectful. Be respectful to the person who's a janitor. Be a res- be respectful to the person who's a CEO from any fucking level. You don't know. And if you feel as though someone is not respectful in any fucking way, don't ever feel like you can't talk to them because of their title. Because when I walk out that building, I see you on the street. Me and you the same. Mm-hmm. I-, I-, I don't give a fuck. That's your title at work. You understand? I have a lot of things outside of work. I have a life. So my whole thing is that and as a woman, as a black woman, we have to continuously push ourselves to gain that and earn that respect. Fuck earn, gain that respect because people, especially men in workplaces, I feel like deal with you completely differently because they don't fact. want you. Yeah. But I, I, at that point, when I felt disrespected and I, I, I would I, some. If it's the situation serious, I will play it up to be a little less serious just so as the person receiving it, especially at work, you got to be sensitive. It's not saying no wild shit. But yeah, guys, that's my not be of the week. It's just that that that's some fuck shit that happened to me at work. Treat and, people like humans. Yeah. That's something that I realized I, that like in the workplace is yeah. that they forget that we are human beings yeah. and that this is just work. Yeah, these people are too big headed for me, but yeah. whatever. Anyways, guys, this is going to wrap up this week's episode. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in to another week of the Loud Ones podcast. And yeah, we definitely appreciate it. Check us out on all platforms, guys. So obviously, if you hear this, you probably listen to a platform, but check us out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, go the oh, we wanted to do a giveaway, right? Yes. So, um, in honor of our twentieth episode, which is coming up in like three weeks, two weeks, two to three weeks. Yes. Um, we are doing a contest. Yes. Um. Give them the details. The details of the contest is that we will, if you guys have to do like an Instagram challenge, so you have to follow us at the Loud Ones Podcast. Yes. Um, also, um, you will have to 
um follow me and Danny, follow our channel and leave a comment on this video if you guys listen to this episode and you heard about this challenge on this episode. You yeah. want to hashtag what is called Loud Ones Challenge? Yes, the Loud Ones Challenge and then you would guys you guys have to tag at least one person under the the our page. our our page and, and then, tag them also in this video. And your page has to be open um, public not private guys yes public not private so we can you know tally up the cha- the um the i guess the contestants and we will be giving away a free ad so yes so that's what it is so if you have a business if you have um a page or something we will be giving away a free ad mm-hmm. um on the episode so we will be promoting whatever your business is whatever your and you know what we'll do it we'll do we'll we'll promote your business let's let's raise the stakes guys we'll do it for four episodes so uh, a month yes we will give you a month worth of free free ads ads um yeah so we will be promoting you on our page and we will be giving you an ad on the episode and well you know what we'll drop a video on our page to again reiterate these details or you could just rewind this back yes. but yes guys so this is just like a soft um i guess ad letting you guys know about yes. the challenge um so thank you again for listening to this episode this is episode what 17 wow. <laughs> i know right damn um guys so Check us out at the Loud Ones Podcast on IG, Loud Ones Podcast on Twitter. Follow me on IG at always underscore Nas. Danny, what's yours? Uh, at Danny Bonaduce. Yes, guys. And don't forget, if you want to send us some a request for advice or anything like that, you have a crazy story that you want us to just give, you know, our feedback on. Um, hit us up at the Loud Ones Podcast at gmail.com or help at the Loud Ones Podcast.com. Okay, guys, thank you. Thank you. See Bye you guys, guys on the flip side.